Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' 1981 hit single from the Hard Promises album points to a profound Advent truth. The waiting is the hardest part. We are just three Sundays from Christmas. Advent, that the season that we're in, is about waiting and hoping and anticipating and preparing. Not only for Christmas, but also for the return of Jesus Christ. And you know, I found that most people are not particularly skilled at waiting, as they prefer things expedited. If you don't believe me, I encourage you to pay attention to how you and others wait at red lights. Or when you're at the coffee shop and you're waiting for your online order that should have been ready but isn't. Trivial things like this reveal our impatience. But waiting becomes even more difficult when we and our loved ones and the world are suffering. I want you to take a moment to reflect upon circumstances that cause pain in your own or your family's life. And where are you waiting for a change, a fix, or just a little relief? You know, just this week I've heard from people waiting for the disease to be cured, for their kids' mental health to stabilize, or for a loved one to mercifully pass to the next life. There are couples out there who long to conceive for their marriage to be fixed. People are struggling financially or waiting for reconciliation of fractured relationships, and they must wait. But, you know, there's that waiting for change in the community, too, in the world, for war to cease, for there not need to be shooter drills in our elementary schools and faith congregations. We wait for the division and polarization to be eradicated, for hungry people to be fed, for equality, racism, and religious persecution to end. We want change. And Tom Petty's right. Waiting is the hardest part. So I ask you, in this season, what do you long for? What situations in your life or the community are you waiting for intervention, for resolution, for hope? Where do you look around the community and wonder, how long is it going to be like this, God? Type in the chat and keep these things in your heart and mind throughout the rest of the sermon. Throughout history, people who have followed Jesus, those people who love God and neighbor and even their enemies and who believe in the power of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, they've been forced to wait on God in struggle and hardship, even during persecution, and certainly during suffering. And they questioned, they had questions about God and life and death and love and why things are taking so long to change. You know what? We're no different. Circumstances are, but we're forced to wait, and the waiting is hard. Yet, how we wait actually matters. In the scripture and the hymn that we will soon sing, offer what to do as we wait for God to change us, our circumstances, and the world. They proclaim that we must do this, walk as children of the light. You are children of the light. Say this with me. I am a child of light. Go ahead, do it. I am a child of light. Now, you might be thinking, oh, wow, that sounds nice, but maybe it sounds like a well-meaning religious person, something they might say when somebody's suffering, kind of akin to like, everything happens for a reason, while that person's suffering abounds. But I think this is different. It doesn't minimize or ignore the reality of what is. Rather, it is a courageous and useful proclamation to navigate the darkness 
difficulty, life and death. As you wait for whatever you were thinking about to change just a few moments ago, walk as a child of light. Our scripture today is powerful. Paul established this church in Greece. He and Silas were driven from the city and new converts were being persecuted because they were proclaiming this new King Jesus. You can read about it in Acts 17. And after they leave, Paul sends Timothy back to check on them. And what Timothy finds is absolutely astonishing. The church is flourishing even amidst the persecution. 1 Thessalonians is the earliest of all Paul's letters. And it's a follow-up to this Timothy visit. And throughout the letter, Paul does this. He celebrates the church's faithfulness. He answers questions that they had about when Jesus was coming back and what would happen to those who had already died. And then lastly, he challenges them to deeper growth. So I'm not Paul, but like him, I would like to take a moment to celebrate your faithfulness. We've been through challenging times, friends, over the last few years. The pandemic, worship changes, denominational issues swirling, and you have been faithful to your relationship to God and to Hyde Park and the Portico, our online community. We have traversed through the Bible during the pandemic. People continue to pray, read scripture, give, gather, and serve, and it continues. And I want you to know that I am grateful to be a minister of this church, and I want to thank you. So back to the scripture, Paul tells the church to be awake and sober for the return of Jesus and that no one really knows when it will happen because it will come like a thief in the night. He is channeling Jesus in Matthew 24 here when he said, not even the angels know the day or the hour. Perhaps you haven't given much thought about any of this. But how you wait, how we wait, how we live out our faith in Jesus as we journey towards our certain death matters if we're going to walk as children of the light. So you might be saying, well, okay, how? Paul outlines them. Simple, not easy. Firstly, believe. Secondly, get some protection. Lastly, grow together. I want to go back to verses 9 and 10. Hear them again. For God has destined us, not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Believe that Jesus has died for you. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ, no matter what you're waiting for. He is with you now in your joy and your strife, available in each moment of your life and death. Our destiny is salvation, restoration, wholeness, and love. Believe in the promise and in the hope as you wait. Secondly, protection. That's what verse 8 says. But since we belong to the day, children of the light, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet the hope of salvation. You see, both the helmet and the breastplate are instruments of defense rather than offense. You see, in suffering and in waiting, I don't know about you, but I believe we get worn down and we can easily turn towards things that are not life-giving, but life-taking. The Thessalonians lived in a culture filled with promiscuity and sexually destructive behaviors that diminished the beauty 
and the power of love. And Paul is calling them to a deeper love and commitment to Jesus Christ. You know, we too have all those distractions and temptations right at our fingertips. But even if we don't turn outwardly to those behaviors, we can turn inwardly to thoughts of cynicism, hatred, and revenge. You know, I read a disturbing report recently about the war in Ukraine. And in that report, they found a bunch of torture chambers. And in one chamber, they found this, and it should show on your screen. The Lord's Prayer was etched in Russian on the wall. When we are waiting, we must protect our minds and guard our hearts. It's critical. And, you know, when, when I'm going through stuff like that, I have a couple of go-to scriptures that I recite, that I say to myself, even when I don't really feel it. One is, is uh, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Say that when I'm scared. I encourage you to find a prayer or scripture or song that will guard your mind and heart as you wait. If you need help, any of the pastor would be willing to help you. Lastly, growing together. Verse 11, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as indeed you are doing. You know, I've been meeting with a group of guys every Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m. since 2006. They have built me up and they've picked me up when I've needed it. Suffering and waiting isn't to be done alone. Find other believers to be encouraged by and so that you can encourage. Now, our hymn this week in McGray's book that we're studying is, I want to walk as a child of light. Sound familiar? Here are just a few of those lines that I'd love for you to hear. Close your eyes. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. When we have run with patience the race, we shall know the joy of Jesus. Yes, friends, waiting is the hardest part. But as you do, believe. Protect your mind and heart and encourage one another. Because we are the children of the light and Jesus has died for you and me and us and we will live with him now and forever. Let's pray together. God, thank you for being with us in our troubles and our joy. Send us strength as we wait. Send us people to encourage us and so that we can encourage Protect us and empower us to be the children of light. We ask all these things in the power of the risen Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.